Hello there, my name is Danny Yeoman, wild bird expert for Pets Corner and developer of Peter and Paul Bird Foods. Welcome to the next of a number of podcasts detailing some of the amazing birds that we see and feed in our garden. Each week we're looking at a different bird and this week we're looking at a bird that's actually in a little bit of trouble but still amazing tree sparrow. The house sparrow has hit headlines in recent years for its dramatic population decline. But it is this bird's cousin that has truly suffered. With a 95% collapse in under three decades, the tree sparrow is truly a bird that is hanging on. It really is a shocking decline. In the 1960s, the birds was doing really quite nicely, thank you very much, and British Bird Magazine recorded that there has been a general increase in tree sparrow numbers since about 1958 with an explosion range during 1961 and 1966, when breeding colonies were established in many parts of the country from which this species has been absent from for up to a quarter of a century. Then came the collapse. Yet all is not lost. Rural gardens in many parts of the UK, particularly the East Midlands and East Anglia, can play a part in helping this neat little bird recover at least part of its former status. The tree sparrow is a social bird that will come into gardens. A seed eater it will happily feed from the ground or a bird table, given the right food. Sadly though, tree sparrows are easily overlooked, as they have very similar voice and habits to their more common urban cousins, the house sparrow. But unlike the house sparrow, they have a chestnut rather than a grey head, and a dark patches on their cheeks, where they haven't applied blusher very well. Oops. So if you are lucky enough to have a tree sparrow appear in your garden, cherish them, feed them well. Foods like Peter and Paul Vivid Colour, Peter and Paul Clean Plate and Peter and Paul Four Seasons are all perfect for them and help them breed by putting out several nest boxes. Tree sparrows nest in colonies, so place several boxes close together and above head height and maybe the rest of us might get to see them too. Tree sparrows are easily overlooked, as we've already mentioned, as they have very similar habits to their more common urban cousins, the house sparrow. With its chestnut cap, bright white cheeks and collar, and black cheek spot and bib, and generally a more dapper appearance, the tree sparrow looks like a house sparrow that has scrubbed itself up for a special occasion. Unlike house sparrows, whose sexes appear very different, male and female tree sparrows are identical. The wings and back of the bird are streaked brown with white wing bars. In flight the tree sparrow has two white wing bars whereas the house sparrow has only one. Also take a good look at its tail too. Tree sparrows normally hold it at a cocked position. Although the tree sparrow is the rural counterpart of the house sparrow they are sometimes seen together especially in rural village gardens that have farms in the vicinity. The tree sparrow has a song similar to the house sparrow, but I always think it's a bit more cheerful. In your garden, you should keep your ears open for their dry tech tech calls coming from any hedges that you may have.
tree sparrows have model relationships as they mate for life. In April, both sexes will start making their nest out of twigs and leaves, lining it with down, moss and hair. The nest is either a dome or cup shape, built in a hole in a tree, cliff or building. And as I've already mentioned, tree sparrows will use nest boxes. Their social nature means that they do like to nest in loose colonies. So several bird boxes hung side by side, or even a specially designed sparrow terrace nest box, will help. Tree sparrows will produce between two and nine eggs, which are smooth and glossy, and white to pale grey with dark brown markings. Both adult birds share the duties of incubating the eggs, as well as feeding the young once they've hatched. Tree sparrows consume a wide variety of seeds, supplemented with invertebrate material, especially during this breeding season. They are ground and bird table feeders and will most likely take Peter and Paul vivid colour. Just getting back to tree sparrows, because they feed on seeds and grain, throughout their large range they're considered a serious pest, which has led to one of the most extraordinary episodes in the long relationship between people and birds, and what has become, in my mind, a solitary lesson into what can go wrong when we tamper with the natural world. In China, during the Chairman Mao's great leap forward of the late 1950s, the tree sparrows were accused of competing with people for precious grain and were proclaimed an enemy of the state. Citizens were mobilised to march around, banging drums, blowing whistles and setting off fireworks to prevent the sparrow landing. Millions of Chinese citizens took part and it's thought that tens of millions of birds perished from exhaustion. But it was only after the loss of so many tree sparrows that the problems really started. The Chinese had removed a key species from their rural urban ecosystem. For tree sparrows don't only eat seeds, but invertebrates too. As a result, numbers of locusts boomed, causing massive damage to crops. This in turn led to the Great Chinese Famine of 1958-1961, during which an estimated 30 million people died of starvation. With regards to their movements, UK tree sparrows do not travel far at all, but there may be a slight increase in their numbers in the winter, as continental birds occasionally winter in Britain. As I've already highlighted, the tree sparrow, once a common sight in rural areas, is on the red conservation list for the most threatened of British species. It has suffered a rapid and dramatic drop in numbers, with a staggering 95% decline between 1970 and 1998. The causes of this are thought to be the intensification and specialisation of farming, and increased use of insecticides. But although tree sparrow numbers are falling in Britain, they're still a widespread across Europe and Asia, where, in the eastern part of the range, they replace the house sparrow as a classic urban bird. But this means it's all the more reason to feed them well in our gardens. Whether you live in a town or country, you can help look after tree sparrows and other garden birds by providing a wildlife-friendly garden that includes having water and the very, very best foods available. Foods like Peter and Paul. For more information regarding Peter and Paul wild bird foods, please check out the Peter and Paul website at www.
peter-and-paul.com or pop into one of their wonderful Pets Corner stores. And the nearest store to you can be found at the Pets Corner website at www.petscorner.co.uk. Well, that's it from me. I hope you've enjoyed this look at tree sparrows. For further birds, please continue to check out the stream, and I look forward to speaking to you soon.